In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today the Church celebrates one of the five traditional feasts of Saint Mary, the Mother of God. The first feast is her birthday, and we celebrate it on Bashan's first, which corresponds to May 9th. The second feast is the presentation of St. Mary to the temple at age of uh, three years, uh, which we celebrated today uh, on Kiak third. The third feast is the feast of her departure. We celebrated in uh, Tuba, 21st of Tuba. It comes one day before the feast of St. Anthony the Great, uh, in January uh, 29 or 30th, depends on the leap year. The third feast is the feast of the Assumption of her body. That is a very famous one. We celebrated in Mesra 16th, August 22nd, and it is preceded by 15 days of fasting. And the last feast is the feast of the consecration of the first church after the name of St. Mary in Bauna 21st uh, uh, in, in the city of Philippi. And also in the same day, we commemorate the miracle when St. Mary delivered Matthias, the uh, apostle from the prison and all the iron in the city was melted. Um, and this comes in the month of June. So these are the traditional five uh, feasts of St. Mary. Today is one of these five feasts, the presentation of St. Mary to the temple. That's why we read the Gospel from Luke chapter 1, the visit of St. Mary uh, to uh, Elizabeth to help her with her pregnancy after Mary heard from Archangel Gabriel that Elizabeth was uh, pregnant um, in the sixth month, so she went and helped her in the last three months of her pregnancy. In the Gospel of today, there are three important doctrines. Three important doctrines. The first doctrine is the doctrine of Theotokos. Theotokos means Mother of God. Uh, when Mary uh, visited Elizabeth, we read in Luke chapter 1, verse 41, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So whatever she is saying now, it is the words of the Holy Spirit upon the mouth of Elizabeth. So these words are from God. What did she say? She said in verse 42, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? So Elizabeth called Mary the mother of the Lord. Mother of the Lord is the Theotokos. So this dogma, when we call Mary mother of God or mother of the Lord, actually it's confirmed by the voice of the Holy Spirit on the mouth of Elizabeth, when Elizabeth said to Mary, 
how this or why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me. And you know that in the fifth century, Nestorius, the patriarch of Constantinople, refused to call Mary the mother of God. He said, Mary give birth to a regular human being, then the divinity dwelt on this human being, and this is the Messiah. And the church excommunicated him for this heresy, and uh, the church refused the, the, the teaching that Mary gave birth to a human being, and then this being became one with the divinity. But the church teaches, as what we read in the scripture in John chapter 1, the Logos took flesh and dwelt among us. So Mary is the mother of God, and the one who is born from her is truly God, is God indeed. And as Archangel Gabriel said to Mary, and the Holy One, uh, the one who is born of you will be called holy. The one who is born of you will be called holy. And nobody is holy except God. That is the first doctrine. The second doctrine is the, that Saint Mary needs salvation like any other person. The Catholic Church teaches a doctrine about Saint Mary called Immaculate Conception. Immaculate Conception. This doctrine means that Mary was born without the original sin. Mary was born without the original sin. And this teaching was based on a vision seen by Bernadette when Mary appeared to her and told her, I am the Immaculate Conception. Uh, but in the Gospel of today, Luke chapter 1, verse 47, uh, St. Mary said, and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior, my Savior. Which means Mary needed salvation like any other person. Which means Mary was born with the original sin like any other person. Uh, otherwise, if there is a way that a person can be born without the original sin, why this way is not applied for everybody? and there was no need for salvation. So this dogma is not an accurate dogma. It's wrong teaching, false teaching, the teaching of the Immaculate Conception. Maybe when Mary said, I am the Immaculate Conception, she meant that she gave birth to Christ without the original sin. In this way, that's what we believe about the Immaculate Conception that Jesus Christ was born without any sin, without the original sin. As we say in the St. Gregory liturgy, he resembled us in everything except in sin alone. So he resembled us in everything, but he was not born with the original sin. So if we are speaking about the Immaculate Conception, this applies to the Lord Jesus Christ not to Mary, the mother of God. The third doctrine uh, in chapter 1, Luke 1, 
verse 48, again in the Gospel of today, uh, St. Mary said, For behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. All generations will call me blessed. The veneration of St. Mary. Uh, the Protestant refused to venerate St. Mary. And they say, no, Mary is just a, a regular person. Yes, she gives birth to Christ, but she has no value and we should not venerate or honor her. And this actually, again, is the teaching of the scripture. Because Mary herself said, all generations will call me blessed. We glorify her, we venerate her, because she gave birth uh, to she gave birth to God, our Savior. And I want to bring to your attention uh, the tabernacle of meeting had the Ark of Covenant inside the Ark of Covenant. And the Ark of Covenant took its importance and its value that God used to appear on it and speak to Moses and Aaron from the Ark of Covenant. And the Ark of Covenant had three things, as you heard in the Pauline letter of today. Had the pot of manna, Aaron's rod, and the two tablets of uh, the Ten Commandments. Because the Ark of Covenant has these three things, which are symbols of uh, God, because the manna is a symbol of Jesus Christ, the bread of life. The uh, two tablets of the Ten Commandments, symbol of Jesus Christ, the word of God. And Aaron's rod is a symbol of how Jesus Christ was born from St. Mary without seed of man, like how this rod blossomed without planting or watering or uh, any uh, farming. You remember when David saw the Ark of Covenant, he danced before the Ark of Covenant in honor and veneration. Dancing of joy. And his wife, Michal, when he saw him dancing, she actually mocked him and despised him. But David said, how come I cannot venerate and rejoice before the Ark of Covenant? If just the symbol Ark of Covenant is just a symbol. It is where God appeared to Moses and Aaron, where the Ark of Covenant carried the symbols of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if just the symbol deserved all this honor and glory, shouldn't we venerate St. Mary, the mother of God? Of course, those who refuse to venerate her, they don't understand the, the, the scripture well. Because St. Mary said, all generations will call me blessed. 
And in Sunday Theotokia, we speak about the Ark of Covenant and its symbolism of St. Mary. We say the Ark of Covenant was made of wood and covered with, with gold. The wood actually represents the humanity of Jesus Christ, the gold is the divinity of Jesus Christ, and they are united together. But also we say the Ark of Covenant is also a symbol of Mary, who carried the manna in her womb, who carried the word of God in her womb, and the gold represent her purity. The fathers of the church compared between what John the Baptist did in the womb of Elizabeth and between what David actually did in the front of the Ark of Covenant. You heard in the Gospel of today, uh, Elizabeth said to Mary in verse 44, For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. So the early church father said, when John the Baptist saw Mary, the Ark of Covenant, because Ark of Covenant is a symbol of Mary too. So when John the Baptist saw Mary, he started to dance in the womb of his mother, exactly like how David danced in the front of the Ark of Covenant. So definitely, St. Mary is worthy of all veneration, all honor, and all glory, since she is the mother of God. Uh, today, actually, is a day of praising the Lord and a day of rejoicing. As St. Mary said, my soul magnifies or glorifies or praise the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. Today is the day of praising the Lord. Why? God, the creator of the world, when he saw that we are perishing because of our disobedience, sent his son to the world in order to be a human being like us and to suffer and to die on the cross, to rise from the dead in order to grant us salvation. So this day actually is a day we should glorify and praise God for his love toward us for his mercy toward us, as Mary said in her Magnificent. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. That's why the church took the last month from the pregnancy of St. Mary, which is the month of Kiach, that is the last month of the nine months of pregnancy, and dedicated this month for praising God. And we have actually praises every night, as if we are gathered around St. Mary, the mother of God, 
praising the mystery of incarnation, praising God who is about to be born from St. Mary to save us and to be among us, to be Emmanuel. God is with us and to deliver us from the bondage of sin. These praises are known by seven and four because in these praises we pray for horses. Horse means uh, praise. And these four horses are passages from the Holy Scripture, from the Old Testament, from the book of Exodus, chapter 15, that's the first horse, from the book of Psalm, Psalm 136, that is the second one, then from the book of Daniel, that is the third horse or the third uh, praise, and the fourth one is the last three uh, Psalms from the book of Psalm 148, 149, 145, uh, and 148, 149, and 150. Yes, there is another Psalm 151. So these three uh, Psalms are the fourth hose. As for seven, after Nestorius denied and rejected to call Mary Theotokos, the mother of God, so the fathers of the church composed a, a melody or a praise for every day, a specific one for each day of the week, one specific for Sunday, one specific for Monday, etc. This focused on explaining how Mary is the mother of God from the prophecies of the Old Testament and also from the symbols of the Old Testament. And they called this melody, or this praise, they call it Theotokia. Theotokia means explanation of the mystery of incarnation, how God became man and how he is bo was born from St. Mary. So since there is seven days in the week, so there are seven different Theotokias. And since in, in every night when we praise uh, during the month of Kiak, we pray together the four horses and the seven Theotokia. That's why commonly this is known as seven and four. Seven and four means seven Theotokia and four horses. Uh, so, as I told you, this day is a day of glorification. We need to glorify God, as Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord my God. Also, this day is the day of rejoicing, as St. Mary said, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. It is day of joy because it is day of deliverance. Can you imagine if a person under the sentence of death Good news came to him. Now you will be released. Now you will be declared as innocent. Now the sentence of death is removed from you. Definitely he will be very happy. He will be rejoicing. It's a day of rejoicing because God delivered us from the sentence of death. Not only that, but God also 
make us or made us to be one with him, to be united with him. He exalted us to be like him. We became a dwelling place for God. You are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit uh, dwells in you. If God only delivered us from the sentence of death, we will be grateful forever. But God did not deliver us only from the sentence of death. But also, he made us one with him. Now, if you follow the debate in theology, there are uh, people debating about what Peter, St. Peter meant uh, when he mentioned partakers of the divine nature. This debate means that we cannot comprehend the meaning of this gift to be partaker of the divine nature. So without getting into this debate and different opinion about it, but let us look at it from another perspective. The fact that there is debate and discussion around it means nobody can comprehend the depth of this mystery. What does this mean to be partakers in the divine nature? So when God became man, it's a day of rejoicing because not only he delivered us, but he granted us many, many gifts above and beyond our comprehension. As we say in Friday Theotokia, he took what's ours and he gave us what is his. He took what is ours and he gave us what is his. Let us glorify him and praise him forever. It's a day of rejoicing to be one with him and to be delivered from the sentence of death. Let us chant and sing with St. Mary, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior and glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.